This is Austin Real Estate Investing. Austin Real Estate Investing. We'll be discussing real estate investing in Austin, Texas, and bringing you experts from all different sectors of the real estate game. Your host, Jordan Moorhead, is a real estate agent and investor in Austin and is here to help you get started or to build your portfolio and explore new strategies. Hi, this is Jordan Moorhead with the Moorhead team, and this is Austin Real Estate Investing. Today, we've got Anton Z on with the REI Call Center, and he's going to tell you all about his story and how he can help real estate investors here in Austin. Hey, Anton, how are you? Pretty good, Jordan. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited about this. Yeah, thanks for coming on, man. Um, and real quick, so people don't think that I don't don't know what your last name is. I just couldn't pronounce it. Could you pronounce it for people? No, it's not a problem. It's Anton Jereliev. All right. So pretty simple. Yeah, it, really simple. Of course, it's so simple. Jordan can't do it. Um, but awesome. Could you tell everybody who you are, Anton, and how you're involved with real estate investing? Sure. Yeah. Um, I'm originally from Russia. I immigrated to the United States when I was 11 years old. Uh, originally was living in Arizona, Tucson, Arizona. That's where I went to school. And after I graduated from University of Arizona, I moved to Miami, Florida. Um, really loved the city. I came here for a vacation in, in May and I ended up moving in September. Wow. So I've been living in Miami, Florida for the last 10 years. And uh, where my real estate journey began, Jordan, is really about a year and a half ago. It hasn't been that long, but since then, it has just been incredible uh, of, of what, we, what I was able to accomplish. To start off, I joined a mastermind group called Rat Race to Fi uh, in November of last year. And I met really amazing individuals. Their names are Diego Corzo and Felipe Mejia. They became my mentors in real estate. And as soon as I started that mastermind, I decided that I was interested in wholesaling real estate. Now, for those people who don't know what wholesaling real estate is, but it is basically putting a property under contract and then selling that contract to an investor for a little break in between. So I started doing that and it has been pretty successful for the first couple of months, months when I started it. I've done about three deals in three months and I was very, very excited. I started uh, talking more about it in the mastermind group and the way that I was able to do these deals is because I connected myself with somebody who was a pro in the field and his name is Gonzalo Corzo. He's actually Diego Corzo's little brother. Yeah. And as soon as I started wholesaling, I said, I need to learn from the best. So what I did is I called up Gonzalo and I said, Gonzalo, let me do a deal with you. I'll do all the work for you. You don't have to pay me a dime. All I ask for is teach me how to do wholesaling real estate. Gonzalo was nice enough. Big shout out to Gonzalo to jump on a one-hour Zoom call with me on Saturday and break the entire process in very, very simple layman terms. And after that, what happened was I hired a group of uh, cold callers, first doing it for myself. I found them in Latin America who were making the cold, the cold calls for me. And then I, what I would do is I would follow up on the leads that were coming in. And that's how I was able to scale. Once that happened, I, people in the mastermind noticed what I was doing and started asking me if I could help them find a cold caller as well. And of course, I was very, very open to it because I was so grateful for the mastermind and I started helping people find cold callers. And what I would do is I would actually find them a cold caller, 
For example, Jordan, if this was you and you came to me, I would find you somebody and say, here you go. Without having any systems in place, any management in place, nothing. Just a caller who I think might be a good caller for you. Mm-hmm. And I did that for a few people. And uh, then Felipe Mejia caught on the idea and asked me if we can jump on the call. And we talked about setting up a business around this idea. So as of today, we do have REI Call Center. It's a business that uh, is run by myself, Diego Corzo, Felipe Mejia, and Adam Barber. There's four partners. And what we basically do is we help real estate professionals, investors, flippers, wholesalers, realtors, to really find off-market deals through using the cold callers to first go out there and make the calls to bring the deals in. And then you as an investor or a real estate agent or wholesaler would then close the deals. Awesome. Yeah. So super powerful. Um, Something that I don't think a lot of realtors or investors are going to do is get out there and make those cold calls. So you guys set up this whole business for them and now they're getting out there. So, you know, you mentioned it's mostly probably mostly wholesalers you work with. Mm-hmm. Am I right there? Okay. Yeah. So probably mostly wholesalers. Um, I know you work with some investors, but you also mentioned that you work with realtors. I didn't know you guys did that. So are you working with realtors to help them find listings? We do. Yes. Okay. That's another side of our business where we are growing in and we are utilizing Diego Corzos. He's actually a realtor out of Austin as well, just like mm-hmm. you, Jordan. Yep. His expertise and connections in terms of developing a script. As of today, we have about maybe five to 10 realtors we work with mm-hmm. and who have been successful. But yes, for them, we are looking for more listings rather than looking for the distressed properties. Sure. Yeah, so just a, a little different, not so different, but you know, a little different focus there. Um, so Anton, what initially attracted you to real estate investing? I love that you were in Arizona and moved to Miami. I also really like Miami too. I think it's a great town. It's got a lot of cool stuff going on. Always enjoy going there. I'm actually going there twice in the next three months. So we'll have to link up and figure out when we can grab a bite to eat. But, um, Obviously, you found Diego's mastermind. Diego's been on this podcast. He's an awesome guy. What initially attracted you to real estate investing? So you're doing some wholesaling. You're running businesses around the real estate investing world. What attracted you to that? Sure. Um, To to be honest with you, Jordan, it wasn't really a plan that I had in mind. Mm -hmm. Um, I was working for W2, and I was traveling all over the world uh, before the pre-COVID life and when COVID happened my traveling just completely stopped for about a year year and a half I didn't go anywhere I was sitting at home I was getting bored I was looking for things to do and things to explore and real estate caught my eye because of the bigger pockets podcast that I would listen to and I would follow Felipe Mejia who was a uh, host on the bigger pockets rookie podcast on his Instagram and uh, for some reason one day I was on, on his live. And uh, he was in Daytona Beach, Florida, which is about a few hours away from me. And I texted him on the live saying, Hey, you should come down to Miami. I'll buy you a drink. And he says, Hey, DM me. He just responded to me on the live, DM me after the, after the uh, live, which I did. I DM'd him with my phone number and he called me up right away. I was starstruck. I mean, for anybody who <laughs> know who Felipe is, he was pretty big and he is still pretty big in, in his face. So to be honest with you, being connected with a, with a group of people like Diego and Felipe kind of opened my eyes to things 
that real estate was 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 it. I didn't know what I was going to do. I started the mastermind and Diego Corzo always loves to tell the story because I remember when he asked me, what do you want to do, Anton? And I said, I don't know. I'm probably just going to go ahead and buy a house hack because that was the thing to do back then. Mm-hmm. So house hack was my first goal. And then I learned about wholesaling one night on our calls. And that really triggered me because I was, I was in sales for my W-2. I knew that wholesaling didn't have too much of a barriers of entry. I didn't have to spend too much money. So I said, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and into this wholesale thing. And um, going back to what happened since then, as of today, I have a, a duplex in uh, Port St. Lucie as well as a single family home. And the way that those happened was very, very interesting, Jordan. I wasn't planning to buy those either. I was doing a wholesale deal where I was going to make $5,000 assignment fee. And it was a pretty beat up property. And I remember sitting at dinner table with my girlfriend and we were talking about it. And she says, why don't we, why don't we just flip the property? And I'm like, no, you're crazy. You don't know what you're talking about. I would not even, I don't even know what flipping is or where, where would start. She, and she kind of pushed me. She's like, well, why don't we try? You're going to make 5,000 here. What do you got to lose? And um, I said, screw it. Let's do it. And we started this flip. Jordan, it took us three months from the closing to the actual flip to the sale where we netted $94,000 on that flip, which then allowed me to, buy the duplex that I currently have and a single family home. So that kind of like th- that happened the same time that the whole REI call center idea was kind of developing still. Mm-hmm. But I remember uh, the most interesting day of my life so far has been when on one day, I remember I was going to, uh, I was signing the flip sale. And I remember the $94,000 check that I, that they were sending me. And the same day, I closed a wholesale deal for $6,000. So I made about $100,000 in one day from what I, um, I told myself. And it's been pretty exciting since then. Um, but that's what got me really into, into real estate. And I'm not turning back for, for nothing now. So are you still working the W-2 also? I am. Okay. I am still working the W-2 until I'm able to have enough passive income from my real estate investments and REI call center to, um, to move on, which I think will happen in the next couple of years, to be honest with you, Jordan. Okay. Yeah. yeah I was just going to ask if you had a, a timeline in mind for quitting W2. And I know a, a big thing, I really encourage people. So I just had a meeting with two agents on my team. They actually both still have the W2 right now. I encourage people get out there, hustle on the nights and weekends, make sure you can make it happen and, and keep that steady income while you've got it. So I think so many people say, I want to quit my W-2 and I want to jump full-time into real estate investing. And there's absolutely an interim there where you just can do both. And maybe you're really busy for a while. Um, not that you're not really busy as an entrepreneur, but maybe you're doing stuff on the side and just making it happen and improving the concept to yourself that you're going to crush it. And then you can jump and leave your W2. So really, I really, really agree with you there too. Also in wholesaling for anybody who's interested in, I know you're talking about realtors, which is, which is also great. I highly recommend for people to keep their W2 jobs regardless of what they start doing, whether Mm -hmm. it's a realtor or a flipper or, uh, or a wholesaler, because you can really do both. Like you said, you are going to be a little bit busy, but in terms of wholesaling, for example, I spent on my business, Jordan, I'm still wholesaling. My goal is to do 13 wholesale deals this year on top of what I'm doing with REI Call Center. 
Um, but I spent about three to four hours a week on my wholesale business. So if you think about it, it, you can break that down into the number of days in a week. If you, if you have the three to four hours a week that you can spend, highly recommend you look into it. I'm pretty sure you have the same amount of time and commitment, maybe a little bit more as a realtor, um, but definitely do not quit your day job until you have the security of this uh, side hustle income that you have coming in. Yeah. And I really wanted to highlight what you're doing to do it in three to four hours a week and how you're running multiple businesses and still having a W-2. Uh, real quickly through your mastermind, I'm assuming you've learned the power of partnerships and leverage. So there, there is multiple businesses that I'm involved in. I really don't spend much time on them other than the business that I run, which is the real estate team here in Austin. Uh, our home buying business and some of the other things we do, I, I, again, a couple hours a week, but I've got great partners and I have great leverage in place to make those things easy. So if you're looking to be a real estate investor or a wholesaler, or you want to be a realtor, you know, find, find a great team you could put together or join a team and you'll be in a much better spot. So I really like that you've already figured that out. Um, just right away. I'm so glad you, I'm so glad you brought that up because that's something that I didn't mention. And it is the power of the team that you have, the people that you have surrounding you. I would not be where I'm at today if I didn't surround myself with like-minded people in rat race, mm-hmm. who I then partnered up on deals afterwards. And then I partnered up on a business idea with Felipe and And now even in REI call center, we've built a solid team of management who runs the day-to-day business of mm-hmm. uh, working clients, answering uh, their questions, sending daily reports. You are 1000% right about leveraging other people. Don't be afraid to hire out things that, that you're not good at. You have to really focus on what you're good at and, and do that as much as possible. The rest either delegate or hire out because um, it is so much easier to scale. I'm so glad you mentioned that. That is, that is key. Yeah. And there's so many different solutions. So, before we talk about uh, mastermind, I want to talk about masterminds a little bit. But before we talk about that, the, Tim Ferriss always talks about, you know, you automate, you delegate, or you eliminate. So you're either saying, hey, I'm going to automate it. I'm going to give it to somebody else, either in-house or third party, or I'm just not going to do it because it's not the highest and best use of my time. So it's very important to always look at that. What, what do I need to do? What do I not need to do? And what can somebody else do? So. Obviously, a mastermind is a big part of your story. Really quickly, could you tell our listeners what a mastermind has done for you and why, why you would recommend somebody else do it or if you would recommend somebody else join a mastermind? Have you wanted to be part of GoBundance, the tribe of millionaires, but just haven't hit that millionaire status yet? Well, now you can, not even being a millionaire, by joining our new program, GoBundance Emerge. My name's Jamie Gruber, creator of GoBundance Emerge and member of the GoBundance community. And now you can join. GoBundance.com slash emerge. GoBundance.com slash emerge. Use code Jordan for $100 off this 12-week goal-setting program and mastermind that'll propel you to being a whole-life millionaire. Yes, most definitely. I would highly recommend you do join a mastermind. Even if you just want to try it out, try a few different mind, uh, masterminds together. I was lucky enough to join a mastermind, Rat Race to Fi, which I is my second family now, or maybe even my first family, to be honest yeah. with you. But um, the power of surrounding yourself with like-minded people 
is incredible, Jordan. And I feel like uh, a mastermind is a great place to do this. Maybe if you're not part of a mastermind, a mastermind and if you're not part of a group um i would suggest maybe going to a local RIA meetup and start talking to people and see what they are involved with whatever you have to do to get yourself out of the comfort zone and the bubble that you're living in today and joining another group of people whether it's a mastermind or not you have to do this to scale your business your life your uh, career because it is incredible how much you can do with the leverage of people like i said about a year and a half ago i didn't even know what a duplex was, if you think about it. <laughs> and now I own one. I'm a landlord. I love it. And I have a partner in another single family. So it's just so much that you can do um, when you when you join a group of people. And Mastermind, um, it doesn't have to be expensive. So don't go out there and join something that's pushing um, pushing for you to, to to join into this huge community. I think the smaller, the better, actually, the more niche. The thing I like about Rat Race to Five is that they actually capped their membership to 100 members. So they won't even let anybody else in until, um, until uh, somebody leaves. But to kind of help you get to that next level, thank God I was able to join right away, but they just created micro-tribes. So for example, if you're a realtor, they have a realtor micro-tribe. If you're a wholesaler, they have a wholesaler micro-tribe. If you're a short-term uh, rental investor, there's a short-term rental investment drive and so on. And they're only 50 bucks a month. Uh, if you guys are interested, go to ratrace25.com. They're only $50 a month. And you actually join one of those groups and you have four calls a week. And that gives you an idea of what a mastermind is and how you might like it. And now the prerequisite of Rat Race to Five is you have to, first of all, join one of those micro-tribes. And then the leaders of those micro-tribes will then let Diego and Felipe know, hey, for example, Jordan is great. I think we should let him in into Rad Race to Fight. And it's not about being, uh, it's, it's not about being uh, privileged at all. It's about just having, again, the right people in, around you, right? So we don't want people that are not goal-oriented, that are not hustlers, that are not go-getters. We really want to be people that are hungry, that are the same mindset as you are. And that is what really, really, really helps. That is how REI Call Center also is growing. We are trying to develop this community of people um, who are either realtors, investors, or wholesalers and really help each other out, build on it. So you're not alone out there, right? Mm -hmm. You're not out there just doing it by yourself. You have a group of people supporting you, doing the same thing you're doing and making sure that you succeed. Love it. Yeah. And I've been a mastermind for a long time. So I'm in GoBundance with Diego. That's how I know Diego. Um, super huge fan of masterminds every time that I've not been in a mastermind. Of course I, I keep doing well. I'm just that type of person, but I join a mastermind and I just automatically level up because you're the average of the five people that you're, you're spending most time around. And when those five people are at a higher level than you, you just get sucked up there real quick. And it's, it's just magical. Um, so Anton, you know, you've seen quite a few real estate deals you've done some real estate deals. Could you give our listeners some advice on how to avoid a bad deal or a situation you've seen that you would say, Hey, look out for this type of title issue or this type of issue. Sure. So definitely do your homework, um, get educated on whatever it is that you're doing. I can talk mostly about wholesaling because I've done yeah. most deals in wholesaling mm -hmm. and whenever you're doing a wholesale deal, it's very, very important to make sure that all the people that are on the title 
do sign the agreement, make sure that it's not only one person. Um, I made a really big mistake, Jordan, that actually was okay at the end. But um, whenever I was doing my first few wholesale deals, I got so comfortable that whenever I would, uh, there was one deal where I sent it to the title company, the buyer was actually very, very, very uh, specific about the title company that he wanted to use, right? So you have the seller, I'm in the middle, and you have the buyer. And the buyer said, hey, I want to use this specific title company. Now, this specific title company did not do many wholesale deals in the past. And when we're talking about wholesale deals, we're talking about assignment of contracts. So going back to it again, I have a contract. I'm assigning this contract to an investor who's then going to close on the property, right? So it's a little bit different from a regular deal where you just have a contract and then you close on that contract. There's an assignment of contract, an additional contract uh, that you have to sign and make sure it's done properly. So long story short, what happened was everything was good. I called them up and I said, hey, have you done these types of deals before? They were really kind of not sure about it. They said, yeah, we've done a few in the past, but I could tell something was not there. But at the same time, to be honest with you, I was naive to let them deal with it and let them handle it. I, I explained to them how the process works, but then I didn't really follow up. Whenever they sent me the HUD statement, I remember I was at the airport, which basically it's a closing statement for your review so that everybody's, uh, everybody's okay. I was, in the, I was at the airport and I, I thought, oh, this is great. I was going to make $5,000 on this deal. And uh, what happened was on the HUD statement, they actually put my assignment fee, which was $5,000, as part of closings that the buyer would pay. So I walked away with zero from that deal and I didn't review it. So guys, please review the closing statements. Very important. Even if you've done business with these title companies before, I haven't. So long story short, after the closing, I, I said, yes, everything's good to go. I didn't even review it. They, they closed that in and I called up the title company and said, hey, when is my check coming in? And they were like, what check? <laughs> and I said, well, my $5,000 assignment check that I was supposed to make in this deal. And they were very shocked. They said, we thought it, that was part of the closing costs paid by the buyer. I'm like, no. So basically they made a mistake. I didn't know what to do. I hung up the phone. I called up Diego Corso. Again, the power of people that you surround yourself with, like you said, Jordan, before. I called up the, the, the person that I thought would know the most about this, this type of situation. So I called up Diego. I said, hey, Diego, what do I do? He said, go after the title company. It was their honest mistake and see if they can fix it for you. And so don't be afraid, even after the mistake is made, even after the documents were signed, don't be afraid to go out there and make things right. Because if you really believe that they were right and something happened that was a mistake on their end, long, again, in the end, they ended up writing me a check from their title company funds. And they said, sorry about that. Here, here you go. Wow. So the title company made that right. That's awesome. The title company actually paid out of their pocket. They were really, they were, they were actually a great title company in terms of their honesty and how they do business. So they really felt that because they knew they screwed up. Because I explained to them how the whole process works. We talked many, many, many times on the phone. So they screwed up. And I was lucky enough to have them fix that. Mess up. Yeah. And for anybody listening, that's a good lesson. Just always review everything with a fine-tooth comb. Ask questions if you have them. Um, anytime I've sent a document for signing, especially something important, I'll say, hey, review this. Ask us any questions if you need to before you sign it. And it's easy with a lot of the signing softwares out there. You click start 
and then it jumps you down to the place where you're going to sign, make sure that you scroll back up and read through everything because yeah, that it, you lucked out that they made it right. And it was that easy to get them to make it right. But in, in some cases it might be a little more work and it might not be worth the money to go after them. So yeah, always review it first and then there, there can't be a problem, but no, that's an awesome piece of advice for wholesalers, you know, use title companies that understand wholesale deals. Not all of them do. Um, and it's not that simple. So make sure the title company understands it. If you don't think they understand it, use a different title company. Um, we've bought a lot of wholesale deals and when the title company doesn't get it, it just makes things so complicated. So yeah. we'll just stay on the, the wholesale train here. Cause we, we actually have a ton of listeners that are interested in wholesaling and we don't have a ton of content out there for our listeners about wholesaling. What's one of the things that you would let a newer wholesaler know? So say I'm, I'm brand new. I've heard about wholesaling. It's awesome. I want to get into wholesaling. What do I do first? Hey guys, this is Jordan Moorhead here. And I wanted to ask if you could do a huge favor for me. If you could go leave a review for this podcast, wherever you're listening to it, that would really help me get this into the hands of other people that are interested in information about Austin real estate investing. And I'd be able to help more people. Thanks guys. First thing you do is you pull a list. Uh, you identify the market that you would like to go ahead and wholesale in. You know, it's very important to understand. Again, going back to doing your homework, not every market is the same. In some market, it is not impossible, but it's a lot more difficult to do wholesaling than in others. As a wholesaler, you're looking for distressed properties that need a lot of work, and that usually banks would not loan up. That is your goal. And uh, for example, I live in Miami. I don't wholesale at all in Miami. All my wholesale deals have been outside of Miami at least two to three hour radius, which is perfectly fine. Do not worry about having um, boots on the ground. You will figure that as you go. But the first thing you have to do is, is identify the market. Second thing you have to do is pull a list, either using PropStream or list source of motivated sellers. And what we mean by my motivated sellers, we're talking about people who have equity, either 35% plus, and are either senior owners, um, absentee owners, vacant properties. So look for something that there's a pain, right? Uh, out of state owners, tired landlords, there's different lists that you can pull. After that, you would have to skip trace the list, which means you have to get the phone numbers. PropStream and list stores would give you names and mailing addresses, but they won't give you phone numbers or emails. So I would use something like skipbetter.com. That's the website we use at REI Call Center. They are fantastic. It's only 11 cents a hit, and you only pay for whatever, uh, whatever you get out of that list. So you send that list to Skip Better, for example, they come back to you with phone numbers and emails, and then you just start dialing that list. Now you could do the dialing on your own, and if you're just starting wholesaling, I would probably encourage you to try to do some dialing on your own. And you will see how monotonous and how very uh, unproductive that time is, how long it would take you to dial to, uh, to, to get one or two leads per day out of the list. So I would suggest hiring a cold caller, REI call center. We have put the systems in place where we hire, train, and manage cold callers for you, who then cold call that list, dialing about six to 800 numbers per day and pulling out anywhere between one to two leads a day on average. Then what you do is you take those leads that are, have been already sent to you by a cold caller, and then you follow up on the leads, on those leads and close the deals. Um, there's 
scripts that we use. And if, if you are really interested in wholesaling, I would suggest reach out to us. We can give you some information in terms of the, the scripts, the type of lists we pull, the calculators we use for the deal to be, to be considered a deal, et cetera. And we can actually talk to you about this. So don't be overwhelmed with the whole process. You as a wholesaler, your number one job is to find deals. That's all you do all day and every day is find deals and put them under contract. Once they're under contract, then you find buyers for those deals and assign those contracts. So um, if you are thinking about this whole thing, I would actually take a, a step back before you even pull a list, before you spend money on listors or prop stream or skip better, go on Zillow and get a listing of for sale by owners in your area. And dial about 50 to 100 for sale by owners uh, listings and just see how you do with speaking to home sellers. It's, it's not something that is, um, that is an art. It's something that you can practice and get better at. But definitely that, that would help you as a wholesaler to see if you can find that deal and if you can put it under contract for less than market value. Awesome. Yeah. And, you know, I know that you can... You can wholesale off the MLS. I don't recommend it. I think that that's probably harder to do. Again, I don't wholesale. I bought a lot of wholesale deals, but it, the real the real money in wholesaling is finding these highly distressed properties that you can get under contract at a big discount and then sell to somebody that wants them. So, you know, I want to buy multifamily property in Austin, or I want to buy single family houses that meet this criteria. And if you can find those houses, you don't have to have any money. You just say, Hey, Jordan, I got this contract. You want to buy it? Um, and people like, like me are out there. There's tons of people that want to buy these deals. That's not the problem. I see people. And again, not a wholesaler, but I see all these wholesalers. The first thing they do is they go build their cash buyers list. If you find wholesale deals and you put those on all of the Facebook groups that are out there, you'll sell that thing in a minute. You don't need a cash buyers list right off the bat, you need a, a deal. So I think that applies to anything in real estate investing, find the deal and you'll find the money or you'll find the buyers. That's a hundred percent true. Um, Finding the buyer is not a problem as soon as you get a deal. Yeah, exactly. That's the hard part. So don't even waste any time on this other stuff. Just go find the deals. Um, Anton, what's next for you? What are your long-term goals and what's your, your vision for real estate? Obviously, we know you're going to quit your W-2 here in a few years. Um, what else do you want to do? That's a great question. Um, definitely my number one most important goal is to grow REI Call Center mm -hmm. to being one of the best cold calling companies in the nation. That is our goal. Uh, we are definitely have grown since we started. We started about seven months ago, Jordan, but it feels like we've been doing this for a couple of years. And we just had our retreat meeting with Felipe Diego and Adam in Nashville last week. And we talked about our goal and how, how much we want to grow this company. So REI Call Center is a big, 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 big part of my next five-year vision, five to 10-year vision. Of course, I'm still going to go ahead and continue wholesaling. Like I said, I do want to do about 13 wholesale deals this year. I'm looking into commercial wholesaling as well, mm. wholesaling commercial properties. So niching out from uh, residential to commercial. I already partnered up with a commercial investor out of, uh, out of Tennessee, and we're already looking for deals for him. So hopefully I can get into commercial wholesaling real estate world as well in the next couple of years. And uh, in terms of buying properties, I do want to have my passive income coming from 
uh, rental properties. So I definitely do want to get to that $10,000 a month in the next two years and passive income from rental properties. And the way I plan to do this is by utilizing my wholesaling background, finding off-market deals, finding investors and partners on those deals. We're actually looking right now at a 10-unit apartment building, which again, if you would have told me about a 10-unit apartment building a year and a half ago, I would have probably looked at you crazy big guys and then had no clue what that even entails. But now we're actually talking about one. So, um, so those are my big aspirations and goals over the next two to five years. Yeah, and I really like what you, basically what you just said there is, hey, you know, I'm going to keep finding the deals and I'm going to find find the money to do the deals. If you find the deals, so if you find a great 10 unit, um, you can go to your mastermind or you can go to any sort of, of group of people who are interested in this. You'll find the money for it. You can still keep a piece and you can build that $10,000 in passive income. You did all the heavy lifting by finding the deal. And yeah, just being essentially what you're doing is you're just adding value to everybody else. People need to find deals. People need to make cold calls. What you're saying is, hey, you know, I'm Anton, I'm going to make this easy for you. And then people will in turn help you. So that's awesome. I really like what you're doing there. Uh, Anton, do you have a favorite business or mindset book that you like to recommend to people? One of my favorite books that is on business and mindset is Principles of Life and Work by Ray Dalio. Mm. It is a pretty big book, but I remember when I just flew through it, and I actually read it again. Uh, so Ray Dalio Principles, uh, Life and Work is very highly recommended. And then I'm reading a book right now that I just started, which I'm only a few chapters in, but I'm blown away by the amount of information in there. If you are looking into growing and scaling your business as an entrepreneur, it's called The Next Five Moves. Um, it's a fantastic book. Look, look it up on Amazon. And like I said, I'm only a couple of chapters in and I'm already blown away with the information that is provided in there. Love it. Awesome. I love principles. I'll have to check out Next Five Moves. Um, what's the best way for people to get a hold of you, Anton? Yeah, I'm on Instagram at Anton Z R E I. That is probably the best way to get a hold of me. You can also email us. I do run the email uh, email platform at REI Call Center. Support at reicallcenter.com. If you're just interested about the wholesaling, or if you need scripts, if you need any sort of help, you don't even have to sign up with REI Call Center. Reach out. We're more than happy to help. Awesome. I'm sure you will have some people reaching out to you. And last question here, Anton, most important question we ask today, what is your favorite restaurant in Austin? That's an easy one, Jordan. Um, there's a restaurant called Terry Black's Barbecue. And I remember the first time I drove through Austin, it was a road trip that we did from Miami to Arizona. And we just drove through Austin and somehow we ended up in that place. <laughs> And since then, every time I go to Austin, I have to stop at Terry Black's and have some of their barbecue. Amazing. Uh, really good barbecue. Um, there's also another Black's barbecue out in Lockhart that you got to try next time you're in town. It's a little bit further out of town, probably 30 minutes. Um, it's actually slightly different, not a lot different, because I want to say the father and the son split off. I'm pretty sure the son started the one in Austin. The original is out in Lockhart, really cool small town, but also great barbecue. Awesome. I'm going to check it out. Awesome. Sure. Everybody wants to get a hold of Anton. 
at Anton Z REI on Instagram. He'd love to help you again. Getting into wholesaling is a great way to get into real estate. Is this just the simple, simple problem of people need deals. If you find deals, you're going to make a lot of partners. You're going to make a lot of people really happy. There you go. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me, Jordan. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. We will talk here soon. Appreciate it. Thanks, Jordan. Bye.